This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, so we're holding by Nishmas. Um, those who are new to this experience, I'll just let you know that um, um, we're reading, uh, and maybe we'll do both prayers, but we're reading a prayer that's from um, one of the sages 2,000 years ago uh, who lived in uh, Rome. He was posing as the leader of, of the Christians of Rome. But it was all a trick, ultimately, to get uh, the Christians out of Israel, the early Christians, to get them out of here and into uh, into uh, Rome and away from Israel. Anyway, but he lived in a self-imposed exile, in a treacherous, his life was treacherous, and only, only after, uh, you know, the, the only things we know from him is that he sent these two prayers, Nishmas and... And it's amazing that these two prayers are two of the most heart-wrenching prayers in all of our uh, liturgy, all our Jewish prayers. They're the ones that just, if you're going to pr- cry during prayer, that's likely going to be the spot. Either Nishmas or Ahavarabba. So maybe we'll go through both of them. Um, right now we're going through Nishmas. And there's a part one to this, if you'd like to hear it. I did it yesterday. And, uh, and now we're on uh, part two. And... Just pulling back to where we were at. Um, it says, um, "All right." The next line is uh, is Vashem El Hine Loyanum Veloyishan that God is awake; He's neither sleeping nor. Uh, he's neither napping, I guess, Yanum, or uh, nor sleeping. Neither sleeper, sleeps nor slumbers, as I'm sure our school wrote it. Um, but they're two languages of being asleep. And that's basically that God's not out of it. Yeah, he's not out of it. It, it may seem like, like we're involved in our lives and God's not. It may seem like the coronavirus is, you know, random. And um, it's not. Everything's coming from Hashem. Everything comes from Hashem. He's not sleeping. And we just got through talking about how he's our protector. And he's the one who's not sleeping. Uh, we also mentioned him being our protector, not sleeping, in the psalm of Shilamalus Asoyinai, that we say, that the guardian of Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers. And uh, so here... This is also included in the protection of Hashem. Now, what's the Havamina, which means what would have been your erroneous belief that would have made you think that he was sleeping or slumbering? And that is that, um, that you know, the ways of the physical world, the way the world works, you know, it looks like cause and effect. But And we just got through saying, Adoin Kol Tolados, he is the master of all cause and effect. Cause and effect only happens because he lets it happen. It's not... It's not that there's cause and effect besides God's causing and affecting creation. So he's the, he's the source of cause and effect. Everything comes from him. And so he's not sleeping. So when would you ever think there was cause and effect? Probably when things weren't going the way you wanted them to. So if things aren't going the way you want them to, so that's, that's, uh, that's not God sleeping. That's God just, just, that's you playing out your story and And God is uh, directly, directly involved with with your story. 
But now it goes on to a whole list of possible issues that you may have. The first one is, or other people have, whatever. You can either see it reflexively about yourself or you can see it about others. Means he brings awake the sleepers. Yeah? The sleepers. So who are the sleepers? So a lot of different ways of looking at sleep. You can look at it as um, that he wakes up the sleepers could mean the unconscious. People are just living their lives robotically. They're not very conscious. And he wakes them up. He gets them conscious. Um, sleepers can be literal sleepers. I mean, uh, you ever had a teenage male in your home? Yeah, those are sleepers. Yeah, see a little smile over there. Some of these Hasidic guys who might have been uh, sleep- sleepers themselves at some point or another. I know I, I could sleep. It was funny as a surfer, as a teenager growing up surfing, if the waves were good, we were up. You know, it was like bam, you know, like the break of dawn. We, I, you know, how many times I went surfing while it was dark out in the winter. With, with with like rain and hail and high winds and and it's freezing outside and it's warm in bed and here I am like pulling on my wetsuit that still hasn't dried from last you know yesterday evening you know I had it hanging with the bathroom heat blower thing on and but it's still whoops <laughs> whoa boy those glue dots are strong they're not that strong the um the uh my phone just flipped. Flipped. Let's make sure everything's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hi, everyone on Facebook. Sorry about Oh, this is what Zoom looks like, by the way, everyone on Facebook. Say hi, hi. Um, my, my Facebook phone, I have glue dots for my wife's gift shop, gift uh, business. So the glue dot, I guess, didn't do its job for a second. Maybe I moved something. I don't know. The phone went flying. Anyway, um, anyway, but we'd pull on those cold wetsuits. I mean, the wetsuit just hit the air and it would freeze. And I'm not just talking about surfing in L.A. I'm talking about, like, Northern California, Oregon, you know, surfing up near... Uh, we're making snow tracks across the beach early morning. Steam is coming off your body. When you pull your wetsuit off, because it has... What's a wetsuit? Wetsuit, the water goes in creates a warm layer of water between you and the rubber and then it holds the layer of warm of water based on your body temperature you take your wetsuit off you're just like steam coming up anyway he wakes up the sleepers he's and he and he awakens the nappers now what's the difference between sleepers and nappers maybe that's how deep you sleep i don't know but the but the nirdamim are um, it's also the numb people. The The word for numbness is redum or redumar. Uh, a, an anesthesiologist in the modern Hebrew is, is a mardim. Yeah? He's a mardim, is an anesthesiologist. He calls it, he causes... <laughs> I know that sounded like I was angry, but that's just the way, the only way to get it to latch. Not angry. I wouldn't be embarrassed about being angry, by the way. I get angry sometimes, just quite rarely. Anyway, he's uh, he wakes up the numb. What does that mean? That people who become numb, who might have become numb? How about someone who said the same prayers over and over and over and over again? Oh my gosh, there's someone in bed now. Someone who's been, who's over and over again, saying the same words over and over and over again, and it's he's become numb to it. 
you know, and this is a part of this coronavirus. We're all praying alone now, which is an opportunity to um, just kind of relook at how you've been praying and and get get into it a bit. Um, that's Meikitz Nerdomim, as he he uh, awakens the the numb. The Hamesiach Ilmim is an amazing one. I love this one. He causes speech, articulation, that articulation, like vo- vocal articulation, verbal articulation, from the silent. Who are the silent? Silent people generally are people who have um, low self-esteem. Also silent people are people who feel they're dumb. Okay? Ilmim are the are people who cannot speak. And Hashem causes speech to come out of their mouth. Moses couldn't speak, and he wound up like, he didn't stop speaking after God got busy with him. You know, all of a sudden, he just became like this river of speech. And, um, um, causing speech. I've had students at Eshatera who literally could not talk. And I, I had people who could not speak. They, there was zero self-expression coming out of them. And you know, in, um, in, uh, in, in Judaism, the different classes of things are, domain means inanimate, someach means uh, vegetation, chai means animal, and then the, the human in Hebrew is called midaber. Midaber means a speaker, someone who expresses themselves. So Hashem is mesiach ilmin. And it's quite literal that he's Messiah Hilmin because it's only soul people with souls have any speech anyway. You know, you can't you're not gonna be speaking if you don't have a soul. Notice human beings are the only beats with speech the way we have it. Good all you if you can uh, mute your phone unless you got something to say to us. But we hear some some noise there. Thank you. So um anyway, he's Messiah Ilmim. This so I've had I've had students at Asia Tour over the years, some from observant backgrounds, some from not observant backgrounds, who don't say a peep. And they did the um, they did the the possible use seminar, and they discovered their voice. Yeah, I got a voice. Next thing you know, they talk and they say their they say their piece. They they, they speak up, and uh, it's just an amazing thing to see that. And so that's a that's a Messiah Yomir. And then there's Hamatio. So I'm sorry, my nose is itching. My uh, I haven't had a proper barber like my wife did my hair. The barber usually cuts these little babies, you know, that go into the apple or the sandwich. And uh, so I've got like long mustache hairs that are hitting my nostrils and tickling me. Now the um, okay. So next is Hamatio Asurim. Is God releases the the um, the t- the bound up, and he soimich noiflim. He he supports those who have fallen. Vazoykev kefufim and those who are bent over, he straightens the 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 body of those who are bent over. And I'm not going to go into Matthew saying soimich noiflim vazoykev kefufim right now, but the next one. Ha-mefaneach, and not every sitter has it. Some sitters have this in parentheses. Hamifaneach ne'elami. This is a powerful one. Hamifaneach ne'elami means he exposes the hidden ones. Exposes the hidden ones. 
are the hidden ones? Now, the way I look at it, just, I mean, this is my own perspective, is the hidden ones are the Jews that have disappeared from the census. I mean, they're the Jews that just no longer, oh my gosh, my phone fell again. One sec. Sorry about that, Facebook people. I hope you didn't, I didn't disappear there for too long. Um, he's, um, he, he reveals the hidden ones. I'll tell you, I've, I, when I've said that, that he reveals the hidden ones, when I've said that over the years, one of the things I have in mind is the, is the students that I've had around the world that, that are from like South America or Australia or like they're New Zealand or South Africa or wherever. They're like from the four corners of the earth. And they know they don't know any Judaism. They're just gone. The the Nelamim. They they're still Jews. They're just hidden. The hidden Jews, who like other than knowing they're other than knowing they're Jewish, that's about all you get. You know they know they're Jewish, and some of them don't even know they're Jewish. But I usually don't find them. They have some crazy story that finds them. Anyway, but I I pray for these people every time, every time. And I'm sure you guys listening to this, I'm sure you've had uh, a couple times in your life where a Jew who was just totally lost came your way and you and you just knew you were put in the right place at the right time for them. And that's Mifanech Ne'elamim. He, he, he reveals the, the hidden ones. And, um, but you can learn it a different way too, is that he reveals the hidden ones that our sages say that anyone who does a sin in, in uh, private will be, it will be revealed publicly. And that's just an amazing thing that, that happens to uh, people who think that they can sin privately and get away with it. It's amazing how many crazy stories I've heard of people who got found out who never should have been found out, but they were found out ultimately and oftenly, oftentimes embar em embarrassingly so. So, meaning that if someone who's in private, if he's halfway smart, he's going to figure out a way to do it without being able to know. But God has his ways of just like making it happen. There's even been coronavirus stories about that, where people contracted it, you know, in a state of doing the wrong thing. Hey, Yair, turn on your camera, man. I want to see you. Shia, let's get you guys on here. And I don't know who Miriam S. is, but uh, feel free to turn on your camera. And there's another person whose camera's on. Yo. Yo. What's up, Shia? Let's see. Yeah. Hey. What's up, Yair? Yeah, yeah. We're doing Nishmas Kolchai. Nishmas. Beautiful. Okay. Um... Okay, moving on. Ulacha, and then Ulacha, Levadacha, Anachnu Moidim. And to you only, only to you, do we focus our thanks. We're, we're thankful only to you, HaKadosh Baruch Only to you. Okay? Ulacha, Levadacha. Meaning it's not just we're thanking you. It's we're thanking you and we're not thanking anyone else but you. Meaning we are totally focused on you and, and our, our, sense of gratitude is only for you. Now, let's just talk about gratitude for a moment. Gratitude means to to recognize the source. So like, for example, if my daughter handed me this tea, which she just did, and I thank my son over here. So I have a son sitting next to me. So 
that's not gratitude. He didn't give me the tea, she did. And so I'm, she's the source of the tea, that's gratitude. So a Jew is called a Yehudi from the word todah, modim, yeah? And that's why the word modim means to recognize someone's right. When you're in an argument and you're moide to the other side, it means you recognize that person's right, not you. So the word mode or toda means to recognize the source. And so whenever we're giving thanks to God, we're saying, God, you're the source of all reality. Now, by the way, something amazing is, um, is that we mentioned yesterday, we we're talking about gender because we mentioned that, that we, um, that we always, that we glorify zichacha. We always glorify zichacha malkinu, your, your maleness, zachor, zachar, your maleness, God. We mentioned that. What do we mean, your maleness? Meaning you're in mysticism. The feminine is the receiver and the masculine is the causer. So we're always recognizing you're, you're the king causing creation and we're the female. But amazingly, when we give thanks, both in Birkat Muslim and in, in Shemone Esrei, we say, lach. What is lach in Hebrew, masculine or feminine? That's feminine. We mean, we give thanks to you, and suddenly we call God by the feminine. The reason we call him by the feminine there is because now we're giving thanks. Giving is causative. So now that we're in the, we're in the masculine mode, we've been in the feminine mode serving God, but now we're in the masculine mode to give him thanks. And we have, and God, like, so to speak, puts on the feminine hat to receive that thanks. So here we're saying, To you alone, only to you, Hashem, do we give thanks. As opposed to giving thanks to, to anyone else. Now, the way that would look, it'd be like, you know, let's say someone's waiting a table. And, um, you know, after the meal, you thank them. Okay, it's nice to thank them. But there's someone who's actually sweating in some kitchen somewhere. Like, how about thinking that? That'd be the Jewish thing to do. Because we recognize the source, and the waiter wasn't the source of this meal. <laughs> My phone keeps slipping. <laughs> Problem is, these glue dots are so darn strong. But they're not strong enough, apparently. That it doesn't bang down. It, like, kind of goops down under the zoom screen. Um... If any of you are super high-tech right now and happen to be able to get on Facebook at the same time, you could, and have it as a little window, you can let me know if the phone dips again. I feel bad. I keep looking up and seeing it dip. Um, anyway, um, so, so giving thanks, giving thanks means going to the guy, the chef behind the, the thing. But then you realize, wait a second, the chef's paid to do that. Who's behind all this? So then you could go to the owner of the restaurant. You go to the owner of the restaurant. The owner of the restaurant's not there, so you have to get his phone number. So you call the owner of the restaurant and say, I want to thank you for that meal because you know, you're the source of that food. He says, I'm the source of the food. <laughs> this is my father's business. I, I got it from him. Is your father still alive? Yeah. Can I have his number? <laughs> so you call his father. His father says, me the source. I'm not the source. There's this amazing guy who taught me how to cook when I was a kid. And he's still alive. Call him. You know? <laughs> Just keep going back. Going back and call him. So you finally get this 99-year-old man on the phone who taught him how to cook. And you thank him for your meal. And he, uh, he says, what are you kidding? <laughs> we just play around with the food. It comes from God. And then you're like, ah. Uh, Okay, 
and that's where we're at now, is uh, to you alone, God, we give thanks. Now, there's an interesting thing about this, and that is that we're now in thanksgiving mode, but there, there's, there's something else here. This is the beginning of a sentence, but it begins with a vav. What kind of sentence begins with a vav? Now, we all know, those who learn Torah seriously know, that a vav always must be continuing from the previous. So you look in the previous, what was the previous? The previous was all these, the sleeper and the tied up, and the bound and the, the fallen and the, and the bent over and the hidden and the, you know, it's all, all those people, the, the numb, the, the, uh, the, the silent. So all those people have now awoken because it just got through talking about them all getting ultimately redeemed from their issue. And now, now we say, Now that we're all awake, we, we thank you, God. Yeah, we're, we're awake now. And we're thanking you, Hashem. Now that we're awake, oh my gosh, we, we're just, we just want to thank you, Hashem. That's it. We're just thanking you. We're all awake. And you know how I see myself when I'm in shul when I get there? Is, you know how I got my talus over my head? And in Carlene, in Carlene, uh, your shalmis, and this is probably halachic too, is we do not put our taluses up over our shoulders. You know how people wear their talus up on their shoulder? It's over their head, and then they're always kind of lifting it back up on their shoulder. Guess what? You really, I mean, you can wear it that way if your father did and your grandfather did. Okay, I'm not saying you're wrong. But uh, if you actually do an eun on tzitzis, on talus, gadol, not the way you wear your talus. And that's why you'll notice the alta. The Altiyidin, how do they wear a talis? The Altiyidin? They just wear the whole thing over their head, nothing on the shoulders, and it surrounds their whole body. You understand? Surrounding their whole body. You're supposed to have two fringes out the back. And what does it mean, out the back? Is that you're supposed to wear a belt of some sort to prepare yourself for prayer. Um, even uh, non-Hasidic Jews, the Allah in Shulchan Aruch is to be choger yourself, maybe like the Kohen Gadol, like you put on, like the high priest, you put on some kind of belt, in uh, the Hasidic community wears a gartel. And and then what you do is you got to make sure you have two sitzes behind you and two in front. So you, once in a while you'll see a guy whose back sitzes are coming up the front, like they've, they've tucked it in the belt, but it kind of comes up the front. No. Two in front, two in back. Got to have two in back. When you say Shema, you can bring them both in front. Oh my gosh, I just realized that I didn't pay attention to uh, remembering that we left Mitzrayim. Everyone hold on one sec. I just realized that I, when I said uh, Shema this morning, I forgot to... I knew then, meaning when I said, was saying Vayatsi, the things you say after, I realized that I forgot to concentrate. You see, it's Mitzrayim. And then I was planning on doing it after I prayed, but I, I forgot till now. It's six o'clock at night, by the way. I Meaning it's it's not sundown, but it's it's late. And by the way, we changed our clocks in Israel now, so so it's a seven hour difference from New York, ten from LA. For those of you New Yorkers, there's something you're not aware of of what a bummer it is if you're from LA and you and you moved to Israel like I did thirty years ago. You can't say good Chavez to your family on Fridays. So lame. And you can call them early morning, Friday morning, but it's their Thursday night. They're not in Shabbos mode yet. You know, so I can call my friends in New York and say good Shabbos. 
but LA's out because they're, they're schluffing. Winter, forget about it. Summer, you can maybe catch them because Shabbos comes in later here, but not that late. And uh, you don't exactly want to be waking people up. Now, um, keep fixing this camera. I don't know what to say about these glue dots. I'm not really a glue dot expert. Um, now, oh, so while, so when we pray, we don't just have the talus over our head and we're constantly fidgeting with it to put it back up. Your talus comes over your body. You're completely wrapped, completely wrapped in your talus. Like it's it's coming, meaning the back sits are there, but you're basically wrapped all the way around. It's not on your shoulders. And, uh, and now, by the way, when we're hearing Torah reading or whatever, it's fine. You know, put it up on your shoulders. You can take it off your head. You're just listening to Torah reading. You can chill there. But when we're in full prayer mode, over the head, surrounding the whole body, you're in complete covered up. You're, you're covered inside the talus. And, um, and uh, what else is I going to tell you about it? Whatever. It, it, it actually, if you learn up the sugya, that's the way to go. If you learn it up. And uh, what's interesting, have you ever seen Chabad, Nicks, what they do? Have you ever seen that? They have some trippy thing they do where they create it. It's like a caterpillar tail that comes, like, down to a point. So it's like, it's the, like it, meaning, meaning the regular community who just wear it over their shoulder, so then their whole sides of their body are exposed. They're not covered in the talus. So Chabad goes even further from the shoulders. They've got it wrapped up, so it just, like, kind of creates this, like, tail down to a point. At the bottom, so like their backs are completely uncovered from the talus, but that's uh, you know how Chabanics are with custom. It's like custom or bustum. Yeah, <laughs> like cust their customs are like so strong. You know, they make they make the regular Hasidic world look like Reformed Jews when it comes to custom because they're like they don't drop no nothing from customs. You know, like they they keep every single custom and all the way. You know, they're they're super intense with custom. Hey, Shalom Aleichem. My, one of my friends came on. Shalom. I imagine it's shy and not fagy, though. Um, I'm sorry. Wait. Uh, yo, tell me your name again. I just Your name just popped out of my head. Unmute yourself for a sec. What's your name? You're very good at names. Zalman March. Zalman, yeah. Zalman. Nice to see you, brother. I'm amazing at names. That's why I asked, because it was bothering me so much that I didn't remember your name. Okay. How Any, many possible you graduates do we have on here? Possible graduates. We have uh, one, two, three. I have four, a middle, I see. Five. Yeah. Several. Asher, you ever did the Pasvia? You didn't. Yeah. I don't remember if you ever did. I don't know if you did. Pinchas, you did the Pasvia? <laughs> No, you never did. Know me? I don't When's think. When's the possible you coming to Zoom? <laughs> yeah, right. Right now I'm doing a full review. Um, today's today's day two of the review. I'm doing it at five to seven p.m. every day. Okay, here we go. Um, where am I at? Ah, so so when I'm saying Nishmas, you can turn off your mic again. When I'm saying Nishmas, Zalman. So when I'm saying nishmas, and I get to this part, so I have my talus over my head, and you know, my talus is coming down my back, but you know what I have in mind? That my talus is actually this long tunnel 
You know, like you see those awnings, you know, in front of buildings in New York, you know, in Brooklyn, where, you know, it covers you from the rain if there's a line waiting outside. It's my tallest is a long tunnel. And guess who's under there? Guess who's under that long tunnel? Hey, it's finished back. Yako. So you know who's under that long tunnel? I'll tell you right now. Who's under that long tunnel is the um, the sleepers, the slumberers, the, the mute people, the people you can't hear, the tied up people, the fallen people, the bent over people. By the way, the bent over people are probably sinning. And the hidden people. I put them all under my talus with me. Because they may not be saying nishmas this week. They may be not even, they don't even know what nishmas is. They, they, they never said this prayer in their life. And so I got them all under my talus with me. Make sure you, gentlemen, when you pray, and ladies too, if you're, if you're a Jew who's praying with hearts, you know, you're putting your whole heart into it, you're praying like that, put everyone under there with you. Yeah, put, put everyone under your talus. So, then it goes on. Now we're in thanks mode. So it started with, uh, and to you alone, do we give thanks? The ilufinu, now here it gets very poetic, and it's particularly cool if you're a surfer. The ilufinu mole shirakayam, if our mouths were full of song like the sea, which obviously means is full of water, doesn't say water, but... Just like as the sea is full, so was our mouth full with song. And our tongues full of gladness, rinas, like joy, gladness. Like it's, you know, an immense amount of waves, the sea's waves. Man, your tongue like the waves of the sea. This is all about how we give thanks to God. Okay. So if our mouth was full like the sea of water and our tongues glad like the waves, the sipsosenu in our lips, shevach would give praise, like the whole stretch, the expanse of the, of the, the firmaments, meaning the, the, the zodiac, the whole solar system and zodiac, like if it were like the, or the rakias of the spiritual firmaments. They, now it's amazing, it's going with eyes, but I guess when you're, when you're, when you're giving thanks like this, your eyes start lighting up and our eyes were lit up. And our eyes were lit up. Kashemish, like the sun. And like the moon. You know, imagine your eyes are lit up like the luminaries. Viadenu and our arms, furusois, our arms were spread out in prayer like like this. You know, that's how like people would probably pray in the temple and stuff. And um, obviously, when you get really into it, you notice your hands just start going with it, which is now your opportunity. Now that you pray alone, you know, <laughs> you could start doing all kinds of nutty stuff if you want. It's not nutty, by the way. If it comes naturally, it's nothing nutty about it. Of course, there are people who you can tell in shul are, hey, David, you, you can tell in shul that people are, uh, maybe they're hoping someone's watching them. Oh, man, there goes Facebook again. Facebook keeps dumping down the back of my computer screen. Sorry, guys. Um, but, like, 
if my hands were spread in prayer like like the eagles, like the eagles of heaven. Viraglenu in my my legs, which I guess if you're really into your prayer, your legs, you know, you're going to start getting airborne. You know, you're going to start jumping, jumping in prayer. If my legs were light, kalois, light, kalois, like like rams, like meaning like you ever seen the way deer jump and and um, an ayal is uh, was that, an ayal is a ram, yeah. Is that the kind of uh, animal it is? But they're like, you know, they're like mountain climbers. They can jump up rocks and stuff. If my, if, if my, my legs were light like rams. <laughs> yeah, well, what if you had all this? What if you were like this, like incredibly nuclear power plant of prayer and praise? And the answer is, I still wouldn't be enough able, I wouldn't be able to approach to give thanks to you. Meaning, meaning I, even if all of that was behind me, meaning I was coming into prayer with all of that, it would not be enough to give thanks to you, God. God of our fathers. It wouldn't be enough. Imagine being being that thankful. And you know what this does when you say it poetically like this, and in the end you say it wouldn't be enough, what it does is it's, it puts you in this headspace of wow. Wow, I am so thankful. Now, I want to share with you a little sod, a little secret about thanks, about Huda. We get fooled into thinking that the word giving thanks, that the giving part's the verb, you know, to give thanks, that the verbs give, and then you give that object called thanks. Judaism doesn't see the giving of thanks as the giving of the object called thanks, the verb and then the object. But rather, the thanks itself is the verb. God creates the world vibrationally. Everything happens vibrationally in creation. When you... When two things that are moving vibrationally, when they resonate with each other, meaning like if I play a guitar, if I had two guitars in a room and I play a note on an A string with which resonates at 440 oscillations per second, if I had another guitar on the other side of the room, the, four, the string that's A, that's 440, will actually start to vibrate. You understand? It resonates. That's called, in Hebrew, in Lashon HaKodesh, that's called Tuhuda. Tuhuda. What does that sound a lot like? It sounds a lot like giving thanks. Yehuda, like, that's where we get the word, is God. Leah said, let me give thanks to God, and named him Judah. Yehuda. The Jews are the recognizers of the source. That's looking at thanks as an object. But 
The other way is the Jew, Yehudi, is someone who resonates vibrationally with the actual outflow of creation's vibration. Meaning this whole world is just a, it's a digital simulation that's working on frequencies. What are frequencies? Frequencies are, you know, how frequent is there a crest and how frequent is there a trough? That's a frequency. And so the whole world is coming into existence via vibrational energy. And the Jew, when, he get, when he's giving thanks, what he's ultimately doing, and this, again, this is much deeper than anything we were planning on doing necessarily in this class, is a Jew is, is tuning in to the vibrational frequency of creation. It's a verb. That's, you get what I'm saying, G'day Yechap? That is a verb here. You get that? This isn't like just something you give, like you give a bouquet of flowers or something. This is, this is when you're modim, when we're modim, we are, and that's why also in the prayer, modim enough and luck, we're flat out. You know, we just flat out before Hashem, we're just, we are, we are bottle, we are, we have, we are nullified to the vibrational relationship. We are vibrationally relating to the to the cause, the source. Remember, it means recognizing the source. But here I'm saying it means being a recipient vibrationally of the causer of the whole vibrations of creation. And that's like, and that's where we go at this point of nishmas, where we're saying like, my God, even if I were you know, just this lightning bolt of prayer and, and like spread, my arms spread like the eagles and, and my, and I'm jumping like, like a, like a, like a ram. It wouldn't even do justice to, to what I'm actually doing here when I'm vibrationally connecting to the creator of all heaven and earth, you know, in creation. And there we use Shem Hashem, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem who both surrounds. We're going real slow now, okay? Meaning not the class. Class is also going slow. But the, when you're in prayer, when you're saying Nishmas, you are like, you know, in my shul, Nishmas is like 15 minutes screaming. So, so for example, let's say you want to focus on this line. So you can do this line, believe it or not. I mean, you, you can do it for, you have time to do it for about, if you want to allot time for it, you can give this line two minutes. You know, at least till you're crying. You know, like, like where, where are you off to exactly? It's Shabbos. Like, there's, there's nowhere to go. And the answer is, where you're off to is keeping up with some Shliot Sibor who's praying to the clock most of the time. Well, that's all ended because no one's going to shul anymore. No more praying to the clock these days, guys. And there's no, there's no, uh, sorry, me seem, you know, taskmaster pushing our minion through, you know, so he can get wherever he's got to go. That's all, that's all over now. You know, it's, we're on our own schedule. I don't even know how long I took today. I mean, <laughs> when I finally surfaced from my room, you know, and you, there's a smell of incense and meditation music and, 
And, you know, I've got all my, my Shavisa. Oh, now you guys are paying for not having your own Shavisis. See, everyone thinks that only the Schlieff Seabor has the beautiful Shavisis and stuff, you know. Shavisis are these things that are in front of the, where the leader of prayer in synagogue is, for those who don't know. There's a, there's usually a framed picture with God's name on it and, and maybe even on a Bakoyach, the, the, you know, the secret name of the splitting of the sea and the, Mine includes, I even have the 72 letter name. I mean, you guys should see mine. Mine's amazing. And uh, I, I really should, since we're in my house, I should take you on a tour. Should I show you guys my little meditation room? You guys want to see? Yeah? I don't know how much Wi-Fi there would be in there. Nah. Hey, uh, any glazers around? Yeah. Can somebody bring me my Shavisi from uh, my meditation uh no, no, the one from the uh, from our room. I'm gonna show you. You won't be able to see all the other stuff, the candles, the smell. Here, I I keep uh, when I'm portable, when I'm on the road, so I have my little uh, handy dandy. Uh, this is Lavona. One of the eleven spices is Lavona. You can see this. Uh, see that little white inside there. That that's Lavona in there. And uh, you just press this button, and digitally, it, uh, it just starts smoking. Oh, thank you so much, sweetheart. And then you get this amazing, amazing smell of Lavona. Lavona's gorgeous smell, and it, but it's made of wax. It's from a sap of trees. And so, you can't really just burn it. What happened? Who did? Okay, I'll take care of that in a little bit. Not right now, please. So, uh... Anyway, is this frontwards or backwards to the... I know it's frontwards. It's good? Okay, good. Um, anyway, this is my Shavisi. Uh, it's coming out okay on your cameras? Yeah? Looks all right? Okay, good. So uh, my Shavisi is like quite intense. This is hundreds of years old. Um, thank God someone sent me a file of this. Printed it up. I have several different ones. and uh, But this is the one for my meditations. And... Uh, and so here you got Shavisi Hashem Lenegdi Sonid. Shavisi means it's all equal. Shave means equal, like the equal sign Shave. And meaning whatever happens to me, it's all equal because it's all from Hashem. Shavisi Hashem Lenegdi Sonid. Now, I understand Art Scroll would write that I put before me God at all times. Ki mimini balemot. When God's at my right hand, which is always, I will never stumble. But uh, so these are called Shavisis. These are. Whenever the leader of prayer is, this, this is always against the, what's called the Amud, the podium that the leader prays at. But it's never this elaborate. This is very special. This was sent to me from a, a Kabbalist in Svat, who's a super holy roller. Anyway, um, here you have um, the Yud, here you have the Yud and the He and the Vav and the He, but interspersed, in, in, uh, interlinearly, it is the... It has the the way we pronounce it, the Aleph. I'll get a little closer. The Aleph, Dalet, Nun, and Yud interspersed. And whenever you make a bracha, you have in mind, you can look at this one, which is how we pronounce it, but with the Yud. See the Yud first? Nod your heads if you see. see where I'm pointing in the red one. You see the Yud and then the Aleph? Yeah, you can see that closer. Would it be better, Pinchas, if it's closer? So, anyway, there you can see the Yud and the Whereas this side over here has the Aleph first and then the Yud and the He and the Vav and the He. 
And that's the name you have in mind when you're when you, we're doing Kaddish. When we say Kaddish, and you have in mind God during Kaddish, so there, because it's in Aramaic, now it's, we're doing it hidden. It's the hidden experience, and that starts with the Aleph. Master, but the Yud and the He is hidden within. So it starts with the Aleph and then goes to the Yud. Anyway, it's got all, all kinds of other names. Here's, here's an interesting one. This is Elohim. The blue one here is Elohim. And it has the Yud and the He interspersed in the name Elohim here. And over here, this is Ekia, Aleph, He, Yud, He, I will be. That's what God called himself when Moses said, who shall I say sent for him? And that's got the Yud and the He mixed with Ekia, Aleph, He, Yud, and He. And then um, then you got other names. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what Enkosum is besides what it means. They're, they're suffering. Um, these are different angels here. This is... Paspasim is an angel, I probably shouldn't say it. Then Kel, Eloke, Eloka, and then Shin Dalad Yud, like on the mezuzahs. Then we got, uh, that was uh, Ekia. These are other names of angels here. Here's Menatz Pach. These are the final letters, Menatz Pach, which obviously have some very holy, if they showed up here, the final letters, meaning the final men, the final nun, the final, right, Menatz Pach. If those showed up on a on a on a you know a, on a thing full of God's names, you know they're important, and they're the five channels that the all the olive page flows through. There's five channels that the creation comes out of, and that's called the Menatz Pach. By no coincidence, the five channels of your you're created in the image of all this. So, the five channels of your mouth, which are the guttural, the palate, the teeth, the tongue, and the lips, how you uh, you know say words and. In our breath, the breath is the emotion, and the, sorry, the breath is the rutsum, the desire. Think about it when you're like really want to tell someone not to cross the street because a car is coming. You're like, you're like, Yankee. You know, you're like, that's 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 rutsum, that's desire. Emotion is the vocal cords. That's Yankee. You know, you hear the vocal cords are doing like, you know, some emergency here. Like I'm really feeling this, but the words Yankee is the intellect. So it's desire. Emotion, and then the intellect is the five exits of the mouth. That's that's how we cut the words up, which is like, good luck figuring out how that's done. You know, that's pure soul that was blown into our nostrils of why we're able to do that at all. Anyway, um, you'll notice also it's got the name Anabekoach here. Um, here, Aleph, Bet, Gimel, um, Yud, comes all the way down. That's the Anabakoyah. See this circle up here? That's the 72-letter name of God that only the Kohen Gadol could say. It's going around that circle. You see that, Asher? Yeah, that's only the high priest could pronounce that name. But every every couplet, every triplet of letters is are, are names of God. Which is kind of cool because there's like names of God like this one's Yud Yud Yud. Look at the green one, Yud 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 is one of the names of God. It's pretty cool. And the top one is uh, Vav Hey and Vav at the top in the red. And uh, and the menorah. Most of them have menorahs. You see that menorah there? So that menorah is uh, 
It's called a Lamnat Seach Menorah. And I was going to give a shear on the menorah, by the way, because, you know, as the, as the whole world's getting taken down now. Hey, did you guys, anyone notice that Western civilizations, civilizations falling apart? Including the whole globe that relied on them. So it's a very interesting prayer. It doesn't have the Yud K Vav K name ever. It has the Elohim name. And it's all about the Goyim recognizing God. And it's in the shape of this menorah. And I was going to give a share. If you guys are interested, I'll do a share on the Lamnat Seach and the menorah. And, uh, you know, because it's kind of interesting, the relationship. And you'll notice also that this plague hits everybody. The plagues in Egypt hit only um, the Egyptians. Whereas this plague hits everybody. And because Jews, for, you know, good reason, are lousy at social distancing... You know, because we just live different lifestyles, so we've been particularly hard hit. And Jerusalem, not so, but uh, apparently B'nai Brak has been hit pretty hard by all this. Um, I could show you more. I, I think we better get back to Nishmas. Did you guys enjoy this, by the way? Did you enjoy looking at my Shavisi? <laughs> it's so, I felt a little funny sharing it with you, because it's like, this is my little friend. And, uh, and we go way back together. And it, it never stops giving, by the way. This thing never stops giving. I've, I've yet to get bored. You know, like nothing boring ever happened with this thing in our, our, our little secret relationship, you know. So it's not so secret now, apparently, because I just shared it with you. I don't know. I'm, everything's different in the world today. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Like, I'm teaching out of my daughter's bedroom. I mean, there's like butterflies on the wall over here. It's like a, it's a new world. I just got through cleaning our chandeliers. I want to give public thanks to God that I didn't fall off the ladder. Our ceilings are particularly high in Jerusalem. And, uh, but I just cleaned off the crystals. By the way, if anyone has any, if any of you are Hungarian, which means automatically you have crystal chandeliers, um, just to give you a little secret how you do it, you cover your, you cover each bulb in, um, in plant, you can just YouTube it, and that's how I did. I learned it on YouTube like a couple of years ago. But you cover each bulb with a little sandwich bag or something, masking tape around, and then you take a ideally apple cider vinegar. But good luck getting that during this crisis. You take uh, one third vinegar and two thirds water, or a quarter vinegar. Yeah, one third. I guess that gets rid of the water spots. You put it into a squirt bottle, and then you um, and then you just squirt away. You know, just completely soak all the crystals with your squirter and you let it drip dry and there's no water spots and it comes out like, ding, you know? So that was my job for the day was squirting that thing. And I got two chandeliers that are just packed with crystals covered in, uh, I got, I did the whole thing in 45 minutes. It was no problem, man. Oh my gosh. Do you guys not have helpers anymore? I mean, are there no more housekeepers? Marge, you guys have housekeepers? No? Oh my gosh, what is everyone doing without housekeepers? Yaeli, there's no housekeeper? Oh my gosh, mommy, they don't have housekeepers. <laughs> She's like, I don't have one either. <laughs> Ever. Ever. <laughs> wow. It's, tell them that I say it's that we get to Lela Seder. When you can say it at loud, just say it loud. She's saying when Mashiach comes. Hey folks, hi. Who is this Fagy March lady? 
She's a student of mine's wife. She may be my student too. Uh, Faggy, you ever did my program too? Yeah? Sorry if I didn't remember. These two were on yesterday, Naomi and Faggy. Oh, yeah, Naomi. Oh, yeah, also Faggy. Naomi, how's it going? David Hirsch there. Um, Layla Sater, you wanted to say? Yeah, I just cut myself on sandpaper in order to sand the, we're doing the walls. So I just cut myself such a sharp cut. And I just remember that when we get to Layla Sater, we've got this scar and this cut and this. And we say, Abadimayinu, Lefarba Mitzvah. We say, yep, Mamish. Like we were this. servants, you got to translate for oh. the, everyone. Who'd like to translate? No, no, like there's, that? there's, uh, this gets, the other people will see it, like H.com people. Abadim Hayinu, Lefarba Mitzvah. We were slaves in, we have a mitzvah on the night, of, on Seder night. A mitzvah is a commandment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have to translate the word mitzvah. Anyway, we have a mitzvah on Seder night to feel, which says, Every every one of us has a mitzvah to see ourselves as though we left Egypt, which is not simple to do because like, I've barely ever met an Egyptian in my life and they certainly weren't slamming me with leather whips and making me build pyramids and whatever. So, but we, it's our job to, to get into it, to identify with this, to, um, we have some strange thing on our screen right no, now. No, no, keep going. Um, to, to identify as much as possible as though we are the ones who left Egypt. So this time right now when we're mm. working really hard and like we usually do, our family usually does most of the Pesach cleaning ourselves. But there's one thing that I hire a guy for and that's to clean the ovens because it's really grueling. And we're not bringing anyone to the house right now, so I'm going to be doing the ovens. And I just have my head set. This is, right now, I am in just an evid here, and we're, you know, we're just connecting with that avdus of Mitzrayim, like doing work that we do not want to be doing. And Bezos Hashem Bakarov, anyway, soon we're going to be the avdus with slavery. Sorry about that. And, um... You know, in a few nights already, we're going to be sitting at the Seder table saying we were slaves in Egypt, and my husband and I are going to look at each other. He was just up on the dining room table cleaning the, the um, what's it called? It was on a ladder. It was higher. Sorry. <laughs> it was a different year. He was on the dining room table. Oh, was I? <laughs> um, cleaning the crystal. Crystal, chandelier. like crystal, polishing the chandelier. Anyway, Layla Seder, Seder night, we're going to be looking across the table at each other and saying, we were slaves in Mitzrayim. And, mm. and so that's for some, soon we will be very free people. God willing, we'll be free. Mm. We'll be, um, the whole world will be free. Bye, guys. Amen. Oh, Amen. Refuslim on your cut. Oh, my goodness gracious. Thank you. You have what you need? I've never met anyone got cut by sandpaper. Oh, my gosh. It was this slick. Ah! Rob Berkowitz taught us never to make fun of someone who thinks they need to sand for hummets. Good job. <laughs> what do you, what capas what piece of chametz requires sandpaper? <laughs> oh my god! You just can't believe what goes on here in Jerusalem, Erev Pesach. I mean, it's like you know the famous joke when uh, when um, who was it? Oh gosh, I forgot who it was. It was Rav Shach. Was that like Rabbi Yashu? Mommy, yeah. Was it Rabbi Yashu when his wife said we're going to be eating? If it was you and your Shulchan Aruch, who was that? Uh, no, I think it was an earlier. 
It was a Vilna Gaon, was it? I don't know. One of the great rabbis, one of the great rabbis of the generation, told his wife, "Like, chill out. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to go so far. Like, we just got to make sure there's no chametz. You know." And, you know, it says, he kept saying, it says, but it says in the Shulchan Aruch this, and it says in the Shulchan Aruch, and that says in the she said, the, 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 you know, the Sadekis of the Rebetzin of the Rav of the community said, said, if it was, if it was up to you and your Shulchan Aruch, we'd be eating chametz for Beza. So, um, okay, listen, we're basically at times, up. um, let me see if there's a good place to stop me. Uh, that was a major digression, but. Oh my gosh, this whole time Facebook was dipped under. This is going to be the worst Facebook. Sorry, everybody on Facebook. Really, hi, Mike. Uh, and it was this lower one. <laughs> I'm just checking if it was the lower lens it was. Oh, man. Sorry about that, everybody. My bad. Um, I'll have to come up with an alternative to that. What, what, uh, an alternative system. Um... So let me just see if this is a good place to stop. Um, right now, where we're at is... Uh, my goodness. Just blowing this Facebook thing. Um, you guys are troopers for staying in there. Um, so we said... But it goes on. And to, and to give um, blessing to your name... Malkinu, our God, Al Achas, now it gives a ratio. One, two, an Elif, Elif, Elif. So a thousand thousands. So that's, uh, what's a thousand thousands? What's a thousand thousands? Uh, can someone turn on their mic over there and tell me, do the math for me? Pinchas, you a math guy? Pinchas, you're, oh, wait, David. Oh, oh we got to get David in there. Uh, let's unmute David, someone. David, unmute yourself. That's a million, okay. At one to a thousand thousandth. And then it says, Al-Fe'alofim. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, because that's a thousands of thousands, which is going to be much more than a million. And then it says, Ribe Revovois. Ribe Revovois, which means, um, um, uh, a Revovois is a tens of thousands. So tens of thousands times tens of thousands. So now we're in like the trillions. So one to all of that, hatoivos um, of goodness, nisim miracles, v'niflois wonders, shasisos that you did imavosenu for our fathers, ve'imanu and for us. You did all this, meaning, meaning to bless you, God, in one to a. Godzillion, because only God knows how many zillions that would come out to be. A one to a Godzillion is how much we're able to give thanks to you for all the miracles and wonders that you did for our fathers and for us. And it's like, what? Like, miracles? Like, what miracles? So we'll discuss tomorrow what miracles. We're going to start with that tomorrow. Shalom, everybody. Um, possibly you review is tonight or today in New York time, three to five. You can uh, join that by going to my website. Also, any of you are, who are my fans and haven't been totally wiped out financially by the by this um, you know this crazy uh, plague we're in, um, feel free to be members of my club. Okay, it's uh, it's on my website. It's the Rabbi Yom Tov Club.
So go to rabbiyomtov.com if you want to sign up also for the program that I'm doing for my graduates. Shalom, everybody. It's Lacha Rabba and Rafush Shlemet to all in need. Also, Rebetzin Weinberg. Uh, someone know Rebetzin Weinberg's name? What? Dina Bas Esther. Dina Bas Esther is the Rosh Shiva Veshet Torah Zatzal. Rav Noach Weinberg's Rebetzin. Dina Bas Esther is uh, with the virus and uh, in the hospital and obviously isolated. Amazing. I mean, I, it only dawned on me today. It only dawned on me today that the... Um, it just dawned on me today that the that anyone who, you know, obviously someone has to go to the hospital if they're if they need you know respirator, but they, but um, please pray for Shalom Arush. Oh, he got it too. Shemishmor Shalom Ben Yamima Yamna. Um, Rabbi Shalom Arush, the great leader, uh, one of the Breslov leaders in the world. He's the one who wrote the Book of Peace. And you guys, Rabbi Shalom Arush, daven for him. What's, what's his name again? Shalom ben Yamna? Y-A-M-N-A? Yamna. Shalom ben Yamna. Shalom ben Yamna. Like Yam, like the sea, and Na, like please. Shavafush Alema. Oh my gosh. This is like the biggest disaster ever. No, no, it's one word. Yamna. Yeah. So the... Um, what was I going to say to you guys about it? The oh, obviously, if someone needs a hospital, they got to go, and that's when they're they're they say the feeling would be like drowning. You understand? Like the breath would feel like they they can't get their breath, like they're drowning. That's hospital time, which is important to know. I know I only saw that for the first time now, on a very well informed, uh, you know, telling you about symptoms. So it would be a drowning feeling is when someone goes to the hospital, but the the thing is. Um, that it, it only dawned on me now that anyone going to the hospital, they don't have anyone visiting them. It may be the last time they'll ever see their family. And apparently, from what I've heard, is the funerals are are um, are not um, you know they're not attended. Meaning, it's literally the end. If if you know, obviously, the hospital, please God, will be able to save the person. But otherwise, you're literally like you're leaving for the hospital, saying goodbye. Shimmy can you imagine such a thing? And that's just a trip to the hospital because no one's coming there. No one's visiting, you know, but they, I imagine they can make, oh no, because once they're respiratorily messed up, they're not going to be on the phone either. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've even heard, I don't know if, they, can you tell me if this is true? Uh, I guess, Yoeli, you're my only serious Hasidic New Yorker there right now on the on this that I can see at least. But I heard that the, I heard that the Hever Kaddish aren't able to keep up with uh, what's going on and uh, you know, which means that I heard people aren't, I heard people aren't getting Taharas, you know, which is crazy. Whoever would have dreamed of such a thing. So, okay guys, keep davening. Please God, we're going to hear good news soon and uh, be on the other side of this. Please God, we'll see Mashiach. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.